following program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. Well, June, about a year ago, you were asked to speak in a prison. They had had nobody coming to speak to them uh, for quite some time, for over a year, I believe, uh, because of the pandemic and uh, restrictions there. But as you went into that situation there, what, how in the world do you decide what to talk about? What, what did you talk mm. about there in uh, mm-hmm. that situation? Well, I knew that they were murderers, I was told. Uh, that did not concern me, me meaning I was not at all uh, fearful. But I just thought, what do they need? And so I began, I, I, I did do a, a Christmas song, um, but I began this way, you know, have you ever said, I didn't expect this, I didn't plan this, I didn't want this, it's all so broken, knowing that brokenness is just part of our lives at times. Imagine this, it's Christmas Eve in the Austrian Alps. The music for the midnight service is planned. But then the pastor becomes distraught because the church organ is broken. All the carefully planned music cannot be played. Yet in the midst of this broken situation, the pastor discovers that his disappointment is actually God's divine appointment to make something new. Quickly he takes his paper and pen and begins to write these words silent night holy night all is calm all is bright and when finished he brings the words to the organist Franz Gruber asking him to compose a simple song so on December 24th the year was 1818 silent night is sung for the very first time as a duet accompanied by the guitar. And today, this song has become the most beloved Christmas song around the world. Now just think, were there no broken organ, there would be no silent night. Were there no broken heart, there would ne- there would be no, no healed heart. Were there no broken life, there would be no restored life. Were there no broken Savior, there would be no resurrected Savior. Ultimately, when our lives are yielded to the Lord, the word Lord means master, ruler, owner, and Jesus is the Lord. In the, in the verse, uh, I think the third verse of Silent Night, it ends with Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. He is born Lord. He is to be our Lord. Well, ultimately, when we yield our lives to his life, our disappointments become God's divine appointments to do something new. I'm talking about doing something new in you, and to you, and through you. 
The concept of new is not new. In Isaiah 43, our God says, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. And that's what Jesus coming to earth was all about and what he can do in our hearts and in our lives. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their lives. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. Welcome back to Hope in the Night. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Our customer support team can be reached at 800-488-HOPE. Anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, they'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. Maybe there's a a resource that will help you and uh, to deal with the situation that you're in right now or as you help someone else as well. You can provide some materials for them. Also, you can find our music CDs there, including The Hope of Christmas. that You just heard a piece from there on Silent Night. So we want to remind you again, customer support is at 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. If you would like to speak with June about a situation in your life on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, call us at 800-NIGHT-17. That's 800-N-I-G-H-T-1-7. And when you call, just leave a detailed message for us. We'll get back to you to talk to you about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night. That's 800-NIGHT-17, 800-644-4817. Maybe you'd like to submit a question to us by email. You can do that at askjune@hopefortheheart.org. And we'd like to talk about that on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night. We'll answer your question. If we pick your question on a particular uh, program, we would like to send you some materials, too, resources that will help you. So, uh, again, the question, the place to send a question is askjune at hopefortheheart.org. Well, June, as you mentioned, going into the prisons and uh, speaking there and uh, really being, uh, it might surprise some people, feeling kind of undaunted by uh, speaking to a room full of murderers, and and you just think they're, they're uh, you get the idea that they're, they're um, you, you know, uh, people might even think not redeemable or not, mm-hmm. that we shouldn't take the time maybe to talk with them. Well, how do you... Um, uh, you talked about choosing a message for them and, and what you would talk about there. What, what kinds of things do you talk about? And does it matter kind of what the charges are, what messages you would uh, give to people? Because really those messages are applicable to all of us. And uh, so so how do you uh-huh. go about well, doing that? Certainly the issue of, of brokenness, we've all had either a promise that's been broken Someone promises. We've we've all had betrayal. I mean, I'm assuming everyone has, um, and uh, so I I don't assume that um, that those who are inmates have. Um, or, or you know, I I, I, I personally, I'm going to tell you the truth. Okay, what I did a, a year ago, I remember thinking, hmm, because I'd just been told that they were uh, all. Uh, 
sentenced uh, guilty of murder, and and so uh, I and I'm going to I'm going to be even more candid. We always work with a chaplain, and for the first time, this particular chaplain seemed a little bit uh, distant or dismissive, or hmm. I don't know. All I was told was. He wasn't as engaged like most of the chaplains had been that we would deal with. And uh, I wasn't, they weren't dealing with me. But um, uh, there were several things that had, uh, who the people who organized this and were with me um, had said, um, hmm. Um, so I just don't think he was as much on board with us. And so. What I remember doing was after I sang Silent Night, I put my guitar down and I got up as close as I'm allowed to. There's a kind of a line that I'm supposed to stay behind, not not because I'm concerned at all, but just what I'm told to do. And I said to them, I think that there are a lot of you that are like me. You, uh, you have cared about somebody. You have wanted to protect someone. Uh, you, you are log- Some of you are logical. You planned, and you think I think that this is logical for me to take action on. And by the way, their heads are nodding mm-hmm. uh, very significantly up and down, meaning yes, yes. And I said, some of you have cared for someone and you thought that there was great injustice that was taking place. And there again, they're just nodding. Uh, and I said, I, I understand. Even if something that you plan is not supposed to be typically done, but you think, well, in my situation, this is the right thing to do. Again, they're nodding. Uh, they are with me as I speak these words. I said, I was 14 years old, and I hated what my mo- my father was doing to my mother. I hated how he treated her. And I had great... Uh, hatred for him. He was double her age. He was cruel at times. Not always, but at times. And so I had a friend whose father was FBI. And I went to that man and I said, could I ask you a question, sir? He said, yes, of course. I said, what if a boy a 14-year-old boy saw a lot of pain that his father was causing. And what if he killed his father? What would happen to him? He said, well, at age 14, he would be put in a juvenile detention center. And then, when he's 18, that boy would be released because he's a juvenile and his record would be expunged. In other words, they would delete in their records any charge that he had been charged with. 
And so I thought four years, age 14 to 18, four years. I can do anything for four years. So I went to my mother. I said, Mom, I figured out what to do in regard to the problems in our family. Mom, I've got a plan. And she said, Oh, oh, honey, what? I said, Well, Mom, uh, now listen carefully. I figured out a way to kill Dad. And when... I am charged. I'm, I'm assuming that I won't get away with this. Uh, I will be put in a juvenile detention center. And then in four years, I will be released. Because, Mom, I'm just a juvenile. And they'll take it off my record. They'll expunge the record. Mom, I can do anything for four years. I can do anything for four years. She was silent. She eventually said, Honey, I so appreciate what you're trying to do, but that really won't be necessary. I remember I thought, shoot, not shoot a person, but just shoot. <laughs> I thought, ah, oh, I have a plan. By the way, when I'm telling these inmates, when I told that part about mother's response they laughed but they also knew I was dead serious because you see they had been dead serious causing death and they were with me the whole time I'm talking about these inmates they knew that I was genuinely sincere I was trying to solve a problem. And there's a reason why people kill other people. I'm talking about not where there is self-defense. I'm talking about an intentional murder. But, you know, if you're... Like me, my reasoning was, I'm solving a problem. Um, now, there are right, right ways to solve problems. And Jeff, I know you know there are wrong ways yeah. to solve problems. And this isn't an issue of warring countries or being, people being in the military. You know about the military. You know... You've got a son you're very proud of who's in the military. Right. It's not, this is not what we're talking about. It's taking pers personal vengeance. And I was not a Christian at the time, but you know, I get it. In fact, I don't, uh, I don't know if you remember hearing about uh, the Menendez brothers. Oh, sure. Okay. Well, when I hear people talk about uh, when the trial was going on about these brothers, they killed their parents, both of their parents. And I don't remember a lot of the specifics, but I did know that there was abuse. And meaning toward the, the brothers. 
At least that was my recollection. And I just remember hearing some people say, how could, how could sons, how could any children kill their parents? And I'm sitting there thinking, I didn't tell them my plan because for a long time I never mentioned it to anyone. But I thought, well, I understand that. You know, they're, they're trying to right a perceived wrong. That's, that's the mindset. And I think kids can experience abuse and therefore think it's justified. Now, my point is when we literally, uh, or if I go into a, a prison, I'm sure that many, many would tell me that they felt justified doing blank, whatever it is, whatever they're in for. Now, there are people who are mean, and I, I mean, they have, and even what is going on in today's world, what I'm talking about is people do, who, it could be whether it's kids or adults just murdering people to steal or whatever. Uh, this is absolutely wrong. But no matter what, we've. it's helpful to communicate truth. We all need truth. And that's what I typically do. I go in with truth. In other words, it's not my truth, though. It's God's truth. And at that particular prison, I remember speaking on anger. And I told many aspects of anger. And the Bible does say, be angry, but do not sin. And so there's justification for certain types of anger. And people are surprised to hear this. But there is also a time when people are angry and it and they're holding on to anger and therefore it turns into bitterness, resentment and hatred. That is not of God. But it's imperative that we explain truth. And I will say at that particular prison I spoke three times and there were a hundred and twenty-three people who prayed to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as grief and loss, abuse and trauma, depression and suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl.
If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. Welcome back to Hope in the Night. I'm Jeff Oliver, and uh, we we uh, appreciate your support of our ministry, your prayer for our ministry. It means so much to us. If you'd like to uh, give to uh, to keep this program going, to keep us on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate. And we thank you. And uh, we uh, we really do appreciate that so much. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And uh, what you might do is call them up and see what resources, maybe you heard about a resource here that would help you, and uh, maybe you would like to talk to them about what other of our resources might help you. They could point you to a quick reference guide, which is a free resource on our website, or maybe the, the uh, fuller treatment there of particular issues issues and uh, topics that are there on our our uh, keys for living you can order those and they can help you with all of that the number again 800 488 hope 800 488 4673 well june getting back to the conversation now about your uh, speaking in prison and uh, you said that you get a lot of nods a lot of mm-hmm. uh, those prisoners who are are uh, resonating with you and totally understanding why yes. you would have been uh, so upset, so uh, uh, really wanting justice, I think, for for uh, your home situation as, as you're a child and looking for a way uh, to, to, uh, to fix that and to solve the mm-hmm. problem that was going on, you said. So, so as they are shaking their heads and in and, and total agreement there, and so the, the, the main thing that you were getting at is that they understand the anger that was behind it. You've written about anger uh, and, and talk about that quite a bit, I think, in these situations. And so what is it that, uh, what, do you, what do you do, what do you tell mm-hmm. and kind of unpack this topic of anger for them? You know, years ago, I would see every single year the number one topic that would be request of, uh, I'm talking about people calling in, wanting to order material, whatever. They, they wanted help with anger. And uh, in other words, we had the greatest response for years on this one topic. And I think part of it is because we give an explanation that a lot of people are not aware of. Anger, yes, it's, it's a problem, but anger is not the main problem. No one wants to have anger out of control, but anger is more of a symptom. Think of it as there are four root causes. 
and what is your feeling is a symptom of one of four issues. Hurt, your, your heart is hurt, your heart is wounded. Uh, number two, injustice. There's something wrong. Uh, it's like a right has been violated. Uh, everybody has a sense of right and wrong, fair and unfair, just and unjust. So when you perceive that injustice has occurred against whether it's you or someone else, you can feel legitimately angry. Now, if you hold on to that offense, the unresolved anger can begin to take root in your heart and be very problematic. Um, in regard to fear, that's number three. I said hurt is first. Uh, and certainly everyone has a God-given need for unconditional love. And when you experience rejection or emotional pain of any kind, there can be anger as a symptom. Anger can become a protective wall, keeping people uh, and pain and hurt away. So there's hurt, number one, hurt. Number two, injustice. Number three, this is where you can feel threatened. Um, I was very fear-based. I was afraid that my dad was going to institutionalize my mother because he kept telling me, your mother is mentally ill. He would tell her she's mentally ill, and his old eldest son from a first marriage was institutionalized. And um, I learned later from my mother's best friend that mother would be terrified when, mother, when dad would continue to saying that she was mentally ill. So the, so I did I was very fear-based growing up and even into my adulthood. Uh, well, we all have a God-given need for security. So when you begin to worry, you begin to feel threatened, um, you can have anger as a symptom. And that's why it's imperative to, to evaluate, why am I angry? Is it hurt? Is it injustice? Is it fear? Or is it the fourth, frustration? Um, everyone has an inner need to feel significant. When you, if, if, if you, you're trying to do something and someone is nitpicking, is uh, harsh toward you, uh, if they at attack you um, and yet you're trying to accomplish something, you, you can feel terribly frustrated and you may be frustrated over expectations that you would have. It could be your, of your own self, but of others. This could be a major source of, uh, of anger. I remember a man who I sang at his wife's funeral, and he said, I just, I, I don't know why, this is after the funeral, he said, June, I just feel angry, and I just can't understand why. I, it's not that I'm angry toward God. Uh, he has a right to uh, how long each of us live, and 
And um, I know Beverly tried to do all she could. She didn't take it personally that, you know, like I, that I wasn't trying to help her. In other words, uh, I did ask, did you feel hurt uh, or think it was unjust? And he said, no, no. And I uh, said, there's fear. Do you, are you fearful of raising your little son and daughter by yourself or just frustrated that you couldn't fix it? He said, that's it. I, I fix things. He was an ad uh, advertising executive. And he said, I'm, I can always come up with plans. I just couldn't fix this. And I just felt so impotent not being able to help her live. And so then it's like to identify, is it one of those four? You know, have you been hurt by rejection? Have you been a, a victim of unjust treatment? Uh, are, you, are you afraid because of a situation you couldn't control? Uh, uh, have you been frustrated because of just unmet expectations? And you use anger sometimes to try to change. You think you can change something. The, the point is to identify this uh, can really help when, Jeff, at times we aren't understanding our own anger. <laughs> I think the issue then is what do you do? Um, are you living with a, uh, a wrong belief? For example, in our keys, we call them keys for living. We have a wrong belief. Based on what I believe is fair, I have a right to be angry about the disappointments in my life. I have a right to express my anger in whatever way I choose and to stay angry as long as I want. Well, that may seem right to a person who says that, but it's really the wrong belief. Mm. The right belief instead would be yielding your life to the Lord himself, to Jesus Christ, and saying, since I've trusted Christ with my life and have yielded my rights to him, I choose not to be controlled by my anger. My human disappointments are now God's appointments to increase my faith and develop his character in me. I trust that he will enable me to see what I am created to do and the difference my life can make because I've given my life to him and I'm, I'm wanting to be literally uh, controlled by, by Christ, not just controlled by anger. And when you look at that, as um, seeing life from God's point of view, uh, then that that issue of no one wants to live with an out-of-controlled person, you know, a person who has out-of-control anger. Um, and yet, you know, some people say, well, I've really tried to control my anger, but I just can't. No, 
you you claim I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I I, I may not know how to do it all. I I I I know that I don't have to blow up as I've done in the past. In other words, the Lord knows that at times we can be out of control and he can enable us to control our anger. His supernatural power, see, when you have Christ in you, this is important. Uh, when you literally have a changed life through Christ, you humble your heart and you receive him as your personal Lord and Savior. The Bible says it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. So he comes to indwell you and he has the supernatural power that will be at work where we are weak. We give him control of our lives and let him change us from the inside out. Um, I, I love the scripture that says, See, I'm doing a new thing. This is uh, in Isaiah 43. Yeah. And, and it's a very important scripture uh, because what is for us at, in Isaiah 43, uh, forget the former things, do not dwell in the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So in other words, he knows what to do with the pain that we experience, the anger we experience, whether the cause is hurt, injustice, fear, or frustration. He literally can enable us to have compassion with others where we wouldn't have compassion at all if we hadn't gone through those difficult times. But the key for us is to yield our will to His will and yield what has been wronged toward us and literally say, okay, Lord, I'm willing for you to change me inside out. And that is his specialty. We have in our material on anger, we have even um, the quick answer to anger and what you literally do, which is always uh, a, a joy to share because a lot of people don't know what to do. But uh, this is one of our fortes as a, at our ministry to help you ultimately learn to help others too. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart International Ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. 
Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually, they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God Himself, and He's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night. We are a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We are here because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of this ministry, and we thank you for that. If you have any questions or concerns about uh, the topic of anger, for example, we have uh, many uh, titles, uh, Keys for Living, and other books and things that will help you to deal with whatever might be uh, a situation in your life. Just call our customer support team, and they'll be happy to recommend some resources for you. Their number is 800-488-HOPE. They're available anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And we'd be happy to get the right resources into your hands. Their number again, 800 488 HOPE. And I want to recommend a Keys for Living called Anger Facing the Fire Within. And again, customer support at 800 488 HOPE. You can also email them at customer support at hopefortheheart.org and ask any questions that you would have regarding topics and resources discussed in the program here on Hope in the Night. So again, that's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. June, as you talk about anger, thinking about that, that uh, you said there's hurt, injustice, fear, and frustration. And mm-hmm. um, the, the thing is, it reminds me of, you know, when you go to a doctor, and we've, we've uh, many of us had more doc- doctor visits than we care to think about. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but I'm helpful. I, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that they're helpful. And uh, yes. thank, thankful that God has given them insight and that the, the whole field is just fascinating to me sometimes, the, the things that they can do and help you with. And so when you go in, you know, with, with uh, let's just pick something that that seems like not a big deal but you know so i've got a hurt toe all right so uh, mm-hmm. so they they'll, they'll they'll make maybe take a step back and say well uh, so what's gone on have uh, you know did you walk around in the middle of the night and, and kick something <laughs> or or mm-hmm. maybe there's a deficiency somewhere maybe maybe blood is not getting there and it, it's a, there's a pain there maybe the nerve endings are not right maybe you've got and they'll they'll kind of uh, I think look at the easiest thing first, and they'll take steps back, and they'll they'll take blood samples and the, all kinds of things to be able to diagnose what it is that you have wrong. And then what do they do? Then they will give you the answer to that. So hopefully there's mm-hmm. some. Uh, I would love to think that there'd be a, a you know they call it a magic bullet or a, some <laughs> easy cure that would be a one time deal. But but uh, sometimes it's a 
long, longer term treatment. Sometimes it's just a month and you get over whatever that ailment is. And something, sometimes it's, uh, it might be a medication you need to take uh, for years. But uh, so uh, I guess when we talk about anger and you give those ideas, uh, those mm-hmm. sources, Four. Mm-hmm. right, the four causes that would be hurt, injustice, fear, and frustration. That uh, So l- let's step back as a doctor. And when, when I feel myself getting angry, I have to go, okay, well, what's the cause then? Is it one of these four? And then, so what's the, so I'm asking you what the magic bullet is. What's a one-time treatment? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And so I'll never be angry again. No, what's the, what's the, uh, the answer then to anger? Yeah. Well, you know, I do happen to remember seeing you in a boot. I don't know why why that illustration uh, came to my mind. Yes, (laughs) yes. And, but that was to protect you until you could walk securely and you you did not have any thought of what would have taken place you know with your foot and uh yet it was vital that you evaluate that you get it evaluated by someone who is more knowledgeable than the average joe if you will and uh, a, a doctor is it's a great illustration that's why we have causes for definitions characteristics causes and solutions so now you've you've kind of gone to the solution well years ago i worked out this um how, how to apply the quick answer to anger you know what is the quick answer to anger now let me just say how important this is. We had a team member named Connie, and her husband was a first responder. He was a firefighter, and he was at Love Field, which is an airport, um, uh, uh, airport uh, closer in to Dallas. And uh, he had me come out and to because I was doing a book on anger. And uh, it was called Keeping Your Cool When Your Anger is Hot. Mm -hmm. And then later it became the the answer to anger. And and I put firefighting uh, elements all the way through that book. And what was uh, very clear was that first responders know the importance of having a quick answer. You know, in, in the face of of a fire, uh, of a calamity, as you've described. You know, firefighters must provide a quick response while remaining cool under pressure. And so when you're angry, it's vital that you learn to respond quickly. If not, your anger could escalate and the whole... You could have have a major forest fire going mm-hmm. on oh, instead of catching it, nipping it in the bud. Right. Um, the possibility of out-of-control anger remains ever-present. We, we've all been around people who have just blown up, and it, it, um, it intimidates me when somebody does that. I try to act like it doesn't intimidate, but it used to, especially it intimidate me and um, and at times it would shut me down now I know that's not healthy for because a lot of people use that as a tactic uh, and a, a tactic to get their way and so I had to 
quit being uh, manipulated by someone else's anger. And that was hard for me. But uh, a spark of irritation can be ignited uh, intentionally by hurtful people and even unintentionally by those who we care about. And so I will just say that God wants us to seek his answer for anger quickly before it harms our relationships. One short verse in the Bible, it's right in the middle of the book of Proverbs, and you know what this would be. Right in the middle, Proverbs 15, verse 1, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Meaning sometimes just the way we respond, not respond in kind, not not if somebody's blowing up at you, then you blow, well, I justified, I respond in kind. No, don't do that. Uh, this is a, the method that I have. Um, think, think about this. We're, if we're talking about the effort to resolve anger, it can be reduced by two basic steps. These two steps involve one question and one action. First, ask the question, is this, um, is this a situation I can change? You're asking yourself, can I change this situation? Step two, here's the action. If you can, if you can then change it. If you can't change it, then you release it. For example, you know, some people just get irritated over something that can be relatively small. I'm talking about, I've seen somebody blow up because of a squeaky door. Even at at the kind that's uh, the screen door that goes, "Ah, ah, ah, ah," you know, when, and, and, um, so, can you change that? Yes. Well, yes, you can. Okay, and, and so what would you do if you, some, if you saw somebody who was literally so irritated and frustrated and angry over the squeaky door? What would you do? I might lend them some WD-40. That's, that's it. You oil it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And... Oil is intended to um, help that friction. Mm. It literally reduces the friction. So you go back to the first step. You think of a situation that angers you. Can you change it? If the answer is yes, you change it. Then if you cannot, then you release it. What are we talking about? Well, again, if the door squeaks, you oil it. Or, let's say it's a faucet, and the faucet leaks. Have you had a leaky faucet, Jeff? Yes. Okay, so what did you do with that? It may uh, may take actually replacing the faucet. Or you could Mm -hmm. just change a little little piece in that that faucet. Yes. Sometimes you can get a wrench, Mm -hmm. and it just needs tightening. And sometimes it will require a replacement. 
but you don't need to keep blowing up when instead it's that is a changeable situation. So I will just uh, say that um, periodically we can lose a loved one in our life. Someone can die. Can you change that? No. No. So as much as a painful situation that can be, or what is, you know, hurtful, um, you can release your pain to the Lord. Now, what does that mean? How do you do that? How do you release your anger? Um, you would evaluate, okay, uh, and, and I would evaluate every person, every situation. You humbly go to God, and you reject any thoughts of revenge. That will always get you in trouble. Uh, and you surrender the situation to yourself. And, I mean, to, to you, you, you surrender yourself to the Lord and the situation to the Lord. Uh, although you may feel powerless, in reality, you do have the power to release your pain and anger to Him. And you could do it this way. In fact, there's just been a death that I've been involved with. Um, and this is the prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for caring about me. Since you know everything, you know the strong sense of hurt, and it can be frustration, you know, whatever it is, the hurt, injustice, fear, and frustration that I felt about this situation. Thank you for understanding my anger. And right now, I release all of my anger to you, and I trust you with my future. I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray this in His name. Amen. You know, the important thing about that kind of prayer is it reflects what God wants us to do. We see in 1 Peter 5, 7, Cast all your anxiety on Him. Cast all your cares upon Him because He cares for you. And that is the truth. We at times will have loss. We will have pain that's even unexpected. And we can't control everything, but we can control how we respond. So in your times of anger, just release that anger to Him. You hang on to hope. We do have resources on the topic of anger, including our Keys for Living called Facing the Fire Within, and, and also the book, The Answer to Anger. Those and many other uh, resources are available as you get in touch with customer support. And you can do that. Order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.
preceding program was pre-recorded.